0: You're listening to the Bourbon and Balance podcast, where we discuss fitness and the finer things in life with the people who find balance between both. Is that bourbon and balance? Can you say it?
1: Bourbon and balance.
0: Hey everybody, we're back. To the Bourbon and Imbalance podcast. This is actually we're
2: back to the yeah, nice well, dude. We're welcome back. <laughs> I don't know. Hey, welcome back. Yeah.
0: Hey, this
2: is. Hey, a, we're drinking bourbon. This is
0: our podcast. <laughs> we, this is actually a unique occasion because we haven't interviewed somebody in person mm-hmm. using the microphones in a long time. In a long time.
2: But we <laughs> the are last at, one. What's the last one that you remember? Actually, in person with a mic. So solo yeah at the gym solo Scott. yeah yeah
0: it's been a while we yeah. did rachel clousing it's hard to remember because we had all those interviews yeah, back true. to back to back at the gym yeah but we're on camera and we are in the basement of mr rick court's house uh, the man privileged. the myth the legend yep um, well, the listeners
2: know him not by now yeah three-time um,
0: guest it's the three-peat
2: honored honored yeah, we uh, we came here a couple hours ago, <clears throat> did a little training session in the garage. Um, Volume day. Yeah, a little pump day. And then, oh, Telly's getting after it. And then uh, had a freaking amazing dinner. Yep. Steak, asparagus, macaroni and cheese from Costco, which was my first time. A little horsey sauce. Oh, my lord. A lot of condiments. <sighs> Big condiment, Ryan guys. Ryan
0: enjoyed his steak with beer for your, <laughs> for your, for your dipping
1: pleasure. I he did put a little beer on his plate spill by my beer on accident. Accidente. It
2: was on accident. got so excited. <laughs> Thank, Thank you for bringing that up. I appreciate man it. Giant child.
1: Yeah, I am. It's fine. Nobody so, skipped a beat. We just kept going. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so what are we drinking
0: here, Buis?
2: Oh, man. Actually, I, I do want to talk about it because, um, well, I'll show it to the camera, but this is actually kind of weird because we haven't done... We haven't filmed yeah, ourselves recording like this uh, in a really, really long time. But
0: since the first episode, actually.
2: Yeah, when this we were special. like originally going to put them it on. It is. Um, we'll see how you this got goes. me this for Christmas. Yep. This is, and I talked about it a couple episodes ago, but it's the Elijah Craig Toasted Barrel. Oh, it's actually really, really good. I we, That we new both, exclusive. We both agreed that we thought it would be a little bit more, <laughs> I don't know, toasty. Or smoky. Or like or- smoky or charcoal-y, but... Um, it's got a, a really really good flavor. Uh, I would definitely buy it again if we we're gonna like finish the bottle, which we're not definitely not going to do tonight. But um, yeah, we have Rick on for the third time. I'm honestly like, Cheers. you'll probably Cheers be on good. again in the future. We come out here uh, to Rockford to hang out uh, and train mm-hmm. and talk training and talk sports and athletics and uh, we have. Kind of a unique episode, I think we'll kind of touch on a few episode- or a few a few topics. Rick actually doesn't know what we're gonna talk about, so perfect, we're gonna throw some curveballs at him, but I don't know what do you you wanna kick it off?
0: yeah, I mean, we were kind of contemplating you know like what are recovered man. I I feel bad. He's that gonna like, burp. Now people are gonna watch and see how much I burp.
2: He's a big gassy boy.
0: <laughs> I don't know what it is. man. Yeah.
2: <laughs> especially good his podcast. food, some good bourbon. Yep. He's constantly like of, muting his mic, Bush burping yep. and blowing it. Yeah.
0: But I know the first thing that I wanted to talk about because when we were in Luddington with Mister Rich Kirby. Yeah. Oh, I hope the NHS SCA 2021 Strength Coach of the Year. Rich Kirby is listening to this episode because he is the absolute man. Ryan, you got to make it up to Ludington yeah, to spend some time.
2: I do not know who you're talking about. And you said an acronym the that was he's like awesome. 12 letters long.
0: That's how strength coaches do it. We what? don't do short what acronyms. What
2: was that acronym? TNT Great.
0: But anyways, when we were in Ludington, we did a nice long hike through the dunes. And while we were hiking, we were talking about all the different data that strength coaches and like fitness people are collecting. And like we got into the the talking about like a lot of times I feel like, especially for high school and college kids, that data could do more harm than good. And Ryan has a whoop band now. I'm a whoop boy. He's gonna have a terrible score in the morning after this booze and not sleeping. Did I talk
2: to you about it at all? We talked about it last
0: time you guys were over here
2: for dinner and training. I I got, so right around the holidays, uh, actually a really good friend of mine, Chad Dunlap, Tully knows him we've we've been good friends he with Chad my for, a coach while. for two,
0: almost two years
2: yeah for crossfit yeah and he he coached us and um he got one on a deal and then it's kind of like once you get the deal you can pass the deal on yeah, so like, like right around, around the holidays it was like pat if you get a link from somebody that got the okay. you know that got the whoop band you got a six-month deal where the band was free and you know you had a a really low payment for each month and it was like a trial offer essentially right. to get people hooked. And I've been debating kind of going back and forth like if if I wanted to get it, if I wanted to spend the money and then that deal came up and I was like, you know what, I might as well just try it. Right. Um, but I had always, and Tully and I had talked about it quite a bit before I actually got it, but I, data is great and I think we'll, we'll, we're will we gonna continue down this topic. Data is an, it's an awesome tool to have. But for me as an athlete, um, I was nervous that the data was going to like consume me a little bit to where I would, you know, start altering the way that I was training and right. living and resting and, you know, and I didn't want it to, you know, based on whatever my strain was or whatever my recovery was, I didn't want it to, I don't know, like take me away from like my normal routine. Right. Um, and so it's been, it's actually been good so far. I'm a, I'm like two months into the trial, and uh, I think the data is really useful. I I do see a little bit of the, like you know if I if I wake up and my recovery is like a you know like a fifty out of a hundred, I do my best to not let it affect my training, but at the same time, I'm still thinking about it, and right. it's interesting.
0: That's how I feel like when I was doing my sleep tracking is that I would wake up and I would see what the score was. And I felt like that was dictating more like how I was feeling during the day than just like my brain and body telling me how sure. I was feeling. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Like when I would see that my sleep score was like 56%, I'd be like. I'm really tired today. Yeah, like right. yeah,
2: and you almost lean on it. Yeah, you talk like, yourself
0: into what the data says. Yeah. Recently, I stopped tracking my sleep, and the other night I had like a six-hour sleep night, and I woke up, and I crushed the day. Like I, I felt the most energetic really? I had felt in a while. So that's been a, a an interesting thing. So, I, like I said, I was interested to hear your take. Yeah. On how you feel, and then you on your end, you've probably even seen more with the metrics. Like, did you do catapult or any of those like yeah, tracking I mean, we, things? Did you guys? do like Apple watches or anything with teams that you had worked with in the past? We've,
1: we've dove into like, you know, the, the Zephyr system, the catapult, the zebra. Um, you know, I have some experience with all of them, not a master at any. Sure. Um, and they're obviously similar. I will say the one thing, um, I've used under armor bands before with the teams and yeah. like with all of the data, I think like sleep is like sleep is a number one. And uh, hydration is a number one
2: A. So you're saying as an athlete, like
1: as an athlete, like seeing like seeing sleep. Like I do think like I, I don't think especially our youth, even in college, those kids like young men turning into men like they don't get enough sleep. So it's almost like like the the social dilemma on Netflix with social media. Yeah, I think again, not not saying like there there's. I don't know if you can have over data unless you don't know how to use it. But, like, you don't want to give too much information out, right? So, like, you have to be mature on looking at your band. Yeah. You know, like, you have to understand what you're looking for and then what to get, I think. Like you're saying, if you get too wrapped up in it and then you talk yourself into, like, yeah, yeah, totally. I am tired. Well... One, some of that may not always be right on. Yeah, there could be a glitch or not, you know. But yeah, you know, that's kind of my thought, my thought on it. But I've been on it. I think sleep is the most important. I think you need to, and it's not even the number of hours. It's trying to be consistent on go to bed around the same time and wake up around the yeah. same time. Yeah, I
2: just saw a meme actually today. If if we're gonna get on the subject of sleeping, and I just thought it was funny. I, I want to say Pete. Everybody, Pete Ellis posted it, and I I just kind of it caught my eye, but. <clears throat> It was like um not getting enough sleep but eating or but taking supplements is like trying to put out a fire with a blowtorch. <laughs> and I was like, Well, that is actually kind of true because you it, it's it's the same concept of like you can't out train a bad diet. Um you can't train and recover, which are the you know, the two things that are going to make or, you know, allow you to grow physically right. without the recovery aspect, you know, the recovery aspect, which is, you know, what happens when you sleep. So um, that was why, that was like the main, I guess, motivator for me to get the whoop was to see actually how I was sleeping and then how my sleep and the quality of my sleep, um, how that was related to actually, you know, like my recovery from the day before. Right. And to be completely honest, the data that it provides is, is very in depth. Um, And I think it's it's very useful. I don't think. Well, I don't want to say I don't think, but I don't. uh, I don't know how accurate the actual training data is. Mm. Maybe it's just strain. Yeah. Maybe it's maybe it's hyperactive or accurate. Um, And do you mean like you feel like that you it rates your sessions harder than you would rate it yourself? I don't know if it rates it harder or less or less hard, but I also have an Apple Watch, and so I'll test and tune the you know, the two of them. you have them both on the same time? Yep, okay. and then I also um, compare it to the machine. For example, like if I'm doing, like today, I did running intervals I was telling you guys about mm-hmm. um, on the Assault Runner, and that tracks calories as well. Obviously, I'm not hooked up to that machine, so it's gonna be a little bit less accurate, but for example, I did a half hour of Um, of different running intervals at different percentages of output. And so it was 30 minutes on the assault runner. It told me that I had burned, let's, I want to say it was like 375 calories Mm -hmm. within the 30 minute span. The whoop said like 250 and my Apple watch said like 460. So it's, and it, it gets like that quite often. Say the whoop number again, sorry. The Whoop was way less and has always been way less than the Apple Watch, especially than the Apple Watch, but the machine is kind of always in the middle. Yeah. So right. I have, a, and I've read that as well. Like if I do a rowing workout, if I row a hundred calories and on the rower, it says a hundred calories, my Apple Watch will always say more. And my whoop will always say less. Yeah. Um, and I've just kind of recognized that. So I don't really use should it. should make
0: a video of that. That'd be a great breakdown for people yeah. to see like literally all three things yeah. side by side by yeah, side. Yeah,
2: that's true. I, I really don't use it for the, you know, the training. Like, like I don't care how many calories I burn, to be completely right. honest. Um, I'm really just looking for the, the sleep metrics and then, you know, a general idea of how I recovered from the night before. Mm.
0: What are you using now that you've been using it for almost a month, right?
2: Yeah, actually just over a so month. So now.
0: now that you've seen a month of sleep metrics, yep. what are you doing based on those sleep metrics? Like, What are you changing? What are you adjusting? Yeah,
2: so I have, um, so obviously the amount of time that you spend in bed um, is, you know, greatly going to increase the- The amount of actual uh, sleep you get. Yeah, the sleep and then the sleep. amount of time that you spend in REM. Um, and yeah, and restful sleep and your recovery goes up. So obviously like it's a direct correlative. The more you sleep, the better you'll recover. Mm-hmm. There are definitely tools that the whoop picks up on, um, or like practices that the whoop picks up on, like if you um, drank
0: alcohol that,
2: yeah, that help, a bunch of, or urban. yeah, or don't help your recovery. Um, and this is the first time that we've talked about yeah, well, I, I don't that know I'm anything going to about talk this. about this.
0: And I don't, I've heard people like Rich Kirby does a whoop band, I think, and he talked about it a little bit. Yeah. And so I, I was interested to see how much it was actually affecting yeah. your behavior. So I was going to talk
2: about something that we haven't talked about on right. the podcast, THC, marijuana. Okay. So one thing, and let me let me take a step back. Alcohol destroys your recovery. Oh yeah! Like you have a drink, you'll see an effect. You have more than a drink, like your recovery is gonna be twenty-five to fifty percent. Yeah, less I'm gonna feel than awful what it, tomorrow. Less than what it will. <laughs> all you have to,
1: all you have to see on that is um, resting heart rate. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I mean, on the you can look at and all. That's the what different, it's tracking. Yeah, and you yeah, can yep. look at all the different metrics. HRV. I mean, yes. And you just make it. As simple as resting heart rate. Yep. When, you know, I've that was always the main thing coaching, like to try to track with the athletes was that rest and heart rate. Yeah. And if it was, you know, if you're in the forties, you're you're a stud. You're recovering. You're 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 going to have an opportunity to make sure that your body's where it needs to be when you yeah. go to that next day or next session or, yeah. or practice or lift and whatever. But you can look at it and say, okay, I'm normally just for argument's sake, say, say 50 to 56, you, like you said, you have a couple drinks, you wake up the next morning, you look at it, it could be 74. Yeah. I mean, it, it yeah. could be oh, 20 yeah. beats.
2: Oh yeah. Worse. It's also tracking the amount or of more. time or the split in between each beat as well. Um, and it, but there's like, there's a, so I know that's HRV, but that, there's also like and that's a, hard to track. There's also a factor of like, you know, within an hour, <clears throat> um, the change of your HIV as well, depending upon what cycle of sleep you're in. So there, whoop is, is very, very thorough and I trust the data, but, you know, comparing it to other things, you know, you're just speculative in general. Let's back, let's get back to like the things that actually yeah. affect it. So alcohol most definitely negatively affects it. Okay. Um, I've noticed that if I wear my Harry Potter glasses, as you call them, my blue light <laughs> blocking glasses, um, that actually does help. Like it helps the restful Score sleep. is lower. Yeah.
0: Or higher or better or whatever.
2: Better, yeah. yeah. Um, The other two things that positively affect it are sexual activity. You sleep way better after having sex. The other thing is... I don't really believe in CBD to be completely honest, but I 100% believe in THC it, just in terms of like the effects of it. Oh yeah, brah. <laughs> I knew you were going to say something. So Whack, swag swag <laughs> But I <laughs> But I have, uh, I have like a THC like pen um, and it's a mixture of sativa and um, uh, indica indica. So it's not like, You know, it's not an upper, but it's not a downer. It's kind of like in between. But if I take a dose of that, like 30 minutes before I go to bed, 25% at minimum of, like I will sleep better, uh, like 20 to 25% more. Does that make sense? Am I saying that right? You're saying you'll sleep longer or deeper, or both? More restful. Sure, so So probably both factors. Yeah, my heart rate will be lower um, my amount of time spent within like deep sleep will be higher. Um, and my recovery score the next day will be better. Hmm. Almost one to one correlative. Wow. Yeah. So I'm not saying, you know, like, you know, take THC before you go to bed, but for well, me, kinda is, isn't but for me <laughs> it ha- it has helped like significantly. Yeah. Um, Especially after like really hard training sessions. Yeah, so that's why it's I, interesting.
0: That's why places a drug test for it, not because it is like illegal or whatever. It's a performance enhancing sure. drug. I'm on PEDs apparently. Yep. Whatever. It can't be. I don't know. Actually, I don't think USADA is testing no, for it. It's no, it's not. Yeah, yeah I think not. they just dropped it.
2: Yeah. I didn't. It's I'm, interesting though. You know, like it's like anything. You have to test and tune it for your own body, and everybody's going to react to different. You know stimuli differently and uh you know i that's just my case and that's just what i've been experiencing that's
0: like something that i would be interested in with the whoop being more like significantly more in depth than stuff that i've done right if it would be helpful for like i've always been frustrated by my sleep scores because it's like i do all the things you're supposed to and then my i've never had a sleep score almost ever above like 80 percent on any app ever really yeah. I'm not a very restful sleeper. I I'm will like say, I have like that weird like dad sense where if there's any noise or movement, I wake up. You're up. I'm like the kids are <laughs> s- kids are sneaking out. See <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> so when I'm out, I'm out. Who touched really? the who touched the thermostat? Yeah. <laughs> so you know. the
1: only things I've ever done with that is like on that Under Armour band which I don't even make anymore is it just said your your deep sleep and your rest and heart rate in the morning then your number of hours. Sure. And I think I think part of it and you you know you can you know obviously like well, you know why don't people fall asleep i mean their minds running there's anxiety there's stuff going on yeah. and they're putting together what they're going to do tomorrow what they didn't do that day i think part of like getting a restful sleep is like going back to what i said earlier is having that the best as you can try and have that routine
2: yeah but mm-hmm. also
1: like you know i know for me personally like when i have a i'm up early i'm going nonstop. i got yeah. a lot going on i can yeah. go to bed yeah when i have a day that's not as difficult you, you know i think somebody i saw the other day it said if you're having trouble sleep and try to drink more water go for a walk at night well i mean you're trying like when you go for a walk or you go for work or you get a little bit of a workout at night you're just you're kind of unwinding right you yeah, get your sure. mind off of sure. things sure. and stuff like that yeah. but i think i think the biggest thing like is there's so much data which is obviously what we're talking about like i still think you go back to basics like is time is the time you're sleeping accurate I still think seven to nine is a good deal, but also like that, 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 um, uh, that rest and heart rate score I think is is big because like, I think from, from whoop to other apps, sometimes how those, uh, you know, recovery scores are calculated off sleep could be a little bit different. Yeah. And then people try to like compare them and you don't know what you're comparing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and then you get in trouble.
0: Have you ever done any other like recovery testing? Because like at the college <laughs> setting, there's a million different things that people use, like doing uh, reactive strength index <laughs> (RSI) test, uh, which is like. Have you? Do you know what that is? No. There's a, a couple different ways you can do R- RSI. The most common one is to have like a the uh, jump mat. Yeah. That does vertical jump, and yeah, you yeah. do like a 12 inch step off the box, hit the ground, jump, right. and then it like gives you a score. And that's like cold. You like walk into the weight room, take, you know, you this step central,
2: the- So this is central nervous testing. Yeah, basically. so these are things yeah. that like you, obviously like if you're
0: not recovered, you can't
2: like yeah, fake that There's like a that kettlebell test as well. Yeah, there's right, a couple. Where you like stretch off of, or yeah. you like reach past. Mm-hmm a standing limit or something like that yeah
0: one that i've done is uh you use the grip strength test yeah and you do it right and left cold mm-hmm. before you start a training session and that's one that like uh i didn't see amazing results on but i can definitely tell the difference like when i was geared up when i was ready to smoke a training session yeah i was getting like 10 to 20 pounds heavier than my average really and when i was down yeah. it, it was down but that was something that i didn't need to like grab the the strength right. i didn't need to do the test to know that my scores were already gonna be lower right you know what i mean it wasn't like telling me something that i i wasn't feeling you know what i mean yeah so that's interesting with
2: yeah the, the, the other thing with that it. i've noticed uh, only a few times maybe you know four or five times uh over this past month but i have noticed times where like um and maybe this is just inconsistencies within the data because there's always outliers within any data set that sure. you're looking at. But there has been days where my like I've had a you know, a drink or two the night before and I wake up with like a ninety two percent recovery. Mm. And I'm like, Well that's weird. You know, like that doesn't line up with every other time that I've had a drink. But then there will be other times where I get eight and a half hours of sleep you know, like I did all the steps, uh, you know that like leads me to better recovery. Mm-hmm. And I wake up and I have like a thirty five percent. Sure. And I'm like, well, what the hell? Like, it doesn't right. even make. You know, that's not consistent. Again, there's always outliers to any data set. Yeah. And you have to kind of take it with a grain of salt. And at that point, that's where you can either decide to, you know, allow the data to, um, to direct how you're going to, you know, act or train or play. Or you can just go off of the way that you feel because you know your body better than, you know, really any data set that, you know, you're given and, you know, and train or play or act accordingly. And so, you know, there's days where I'll get, you know, a a 50 to 60 percent recovery, but I feel like I'm ready to, you know, crush a session. Um, And I do. And it's I I've done a I think I've done a really good job at not allowing it to, you know, negatively affect my training
0: it's more like spotting trends like if you're getting three four days in a row of bad scores it's like yeah maybe i need to figure something out i will say this is kind
2: of a funny story but so you can join what's cool with the the whole whoop band thing is that you can join communities of you know of people that are wearing whoops or whatever so we have an eighth day community and uh it's like a blessing in disguise because it's like it holds me accountable to like making sure that I'm, you know, I'm trying to recover. Because you post some your scores. Well, it just automatically posts it, so oh, it makes right it public right away. to the community, so it's public. So like, if you okay. join that community, they everybody can see. The other like,
0: people at the gym see it.
2: They can see, you know, like Ooh, what Ryan activities you're doing, what night. your strain <laughs> is, blah, blah blah. So like, New Year's Eve <laughs> was uh, a late night. And then I woke up the next day and I had a nine percent recovery. Yeah.
0: Was that like one of those things though where like you looked at other people's scores and you're like, How'd you get eighty percent? You dork. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let, let me ask you uh, let me ask you a question on this. Like No. When,
2: <laughs>
1: when now that you've had it for a month, like on your days and I you know, I, I you know, besides training here, I know you're training yeah, yeah. with your training partners and what you do at eighth day, but like on your days that you're like going. Yeah. Like have, have you seen a consistent And obviously, you know, I'm guessing 90% of those days, you're making sure your hydration, you're eating, you're a little bit more apt to understand and go to bed and all this. Are you seeing those scores consistent those next days on those hard, hard days? Or on the flip side, when you know, you know, whatever, Friday is one of your big time day, like you're going Yes,
2: Friday. Are you
1: making sure on that Thursday, what you're doing, are you seeing a consistency in those scores going into that hard day?
2: Yeah, totally. Um, when we train hard you know like I mean we train Monday through Wednesday and then Friday Saturday um, our heavier days are usually Fridays so when I wake up Saturday I'm pretty in tune with like knowing that I'm gonna be pretty smoked mm-hmm. and making sure that Friday is a really good like you know like you said nutrition in uh, hydration and then trying to go to bed early because we train early on Saturday so I'm always kind of in tune with that but it, it is pretty consistent with like if I have a really hard training day that strain number is going to be high it's going to tell me you know if I want to peak the next day which is also kind of something that we haven't talked about but it'll say like if you want to peak if you want to perform or if you want to basically just like get by mm-hmm. it'll give you a time to go to bed based on what time you wake up um, yes it's pretty consistent
1: because it that's what I think is the biggest thing with any data is the the accumulation of it over time on how you're gonna react to that performance. Yeah,
2: like Tully was saying, trends. Yeah. The, what's, what, what's interesting about the Whoop as well is it won't give you trends from week to week or even from month to month until you've had 30 days of wearing it consistently. Okay. And then it gives you you know the trends for each week Um, So you buy a subscription Going forward (laughs) Yeah exactly So they hold out on you and You get addicted
0: to it This episode Brought to you by Sponsored by Whoop Whoop.
2: (laughs) Uh, Yes it's great I I mean I I really do enjoy it Um, It's not a pain It's not bulky I sleep with it And don't even know it I I probably have some research I think
1: on it In my computer I can send you Yeah With a bunch of different things
2: Does uh,
0: Jerry Cole wear
2: one? She does not She I think she wants one But she's not like a big gadget person I usually have to like upgrade her things for her yeah like she had the iPhone 2s for now I don't know she had a really (laughs) old iPhone for like six years like honey let's go to the store I'll get you a new iPhone (laughs) your razor is a little sorry right (laughs) now Uh, I think moving on from this we wanted also to kind of talk about so Rick has been I mean you've been in athletics for in sports performance for I don't know how many years two decades
1: yeah, close to 20.
2: Right? Yeah. yeah. And you've um, seen,
0: like, some of the biggest <laughs> freaks to ever walk this planet. I have. I mean, you you coached Ezekiel Elliott and Dak Prescott, who are some of the best NFL football players out there. Yep. Um, you got any other notable just monsters? Maybe not people that, like... Uh,
1: well, C- Chris Jones with the Chiefs playing in yep. the Super Bowl. Preston Smith, who's a DN with Green Bay that just played. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. Uh, Corey Lindsley, who's a center for Green Bay, and then the left tackle Elton Jenkins. Um, I'm trying to think of who else. There's been, I mean, I, it, there's been some guys now that are heck retired.
0: Did you have but, any like uh, BG like hockey or baseball or any of those athletes that ended up that um, maybe not even were like MLB like well known? But did you have any like yeah non we had a, football just yeah we had a, monsters.
1: We had a high pick. Um, Nolan Reimold at Bowling Green played for the Orioles for a while. He might have jumped around some other teams, but his brother John was actually a basketball player at BG2, played overseas for a while. Um, both of those guys were freaks. Um, you know, Nolan I wasn't as directly involved with at the time with baseball. I kind of helped, but I knew I saw him around, obviously training and help sometimes. But just like physically, like genetically – you know, long, lean, um, and then both of them, both brothers. John was older. They they had a different mentality. I think that's a lot of the the stuff that I've seen with different people's their mentalities. Yeah. Um Jonathan Matsumoto played in the NHL for a little bit. Uh, he was one of our hockey
2: guys. Um, we wanted to kind of get on the subject but, of like the ultimate athlete. Like if you were wow. to design. You know, is or good. or if you were to if you were to think of, I don't know, three to five characteristics of an athlete. Don't start yet. Okay. okay. Don't start I yet. So we no, going no, no. Physical, I knew, or are we go into this like, Okay. 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 If you were to, you know, three to five characteristics or physical attributes of an athlete that would make them the most well-rounded, complete athlete.
0: Wow. Like Could step into any sport and like be effective.
2: Right. You know, what, what do those, those characteristics look like?
1: Well, man, this is a loaded question and we could bounce on this. So you guys are gonna have to keep me on track here and jump in. But I would say number one, that like your best players, like they're, they are your hardest workers. Yeah. And I think that's an attribute. I think, I mean, now when I say hardest workers, I mean like, like they work hard, they're dependable and, I'm not just saying like they they run hard they they bench press you know they they their weightlifting is hard and all yeah. that they
0: yell and make a lot of noise in the weight room like yeah. not that kind of yeah. stuff. right
1: I'm talking like like in the weight room like their presence is felt like sure. they are they're working they're leading uh, they're in the film room they're uh, they're getting extra because they're actually trying to get better yeah so like just that that dependability and hardworking of like. Like this is your best player. We need to we need to like we need to look at this person and, and kinda of be like this person. So I would say that's completely number one. Sure. I don't know what the classification or like, uh, you know, would that be? Like one it's mental. It's yeah, physical. But it's but, like that but, champion's but edge
0: one. kind of thing. Like, that like there's a reason why there's been a million quarterbacks in and out yes. of the NFL, and Tom Brady ends up being the guy that is the cream of the crop I mean, every year. And in, in
1: any like, go, go back and look at like, like at, at eighth day. You know, and I know you know you guys have been competitive, and you guys have won awards and stuff. And I haven't been there to see you train, but I when when you go into a room you you almost know who that person is. Sure. You know who you can walk into a gym and be like that that's probably the guy or the girl or the person that's, you know, Yeah. like so like that presence is felt. So, you know, I don't know how, you know, is that earned, how that comes about, but like that person, yeah. that's the number one attribute of of I haven't coached anybody in any sport. Um, you know, I've, you know, obviously, you know, women's sports become more professional. I've coached some stupid good women's basketball players when i was at bowling green i mean yeah. we won the mid-american conference championship um went to the sweet 16 we won the championship i think five of my six years there um i mean but when i say won it like i think we lost like less than four or five games every year well wow. um so like those those girls on that team like that's what they were like you knew when they were in the room fortunately for us as a team you knew they were there because that there was a lot of them there's yeah. a lot of alphas on their team but mm-hmm. so that's one i think the i think the second thing is um there's awareness awareness i'm probably going to say some things that aren't as specific as people think like no, that's good. but awareness is one um they're aware of the game they're aware of surroundings Um, they're aware of, um, like teammates, competition,
0: teammates, but that's like something you see in a lot of sports is that like the ability to find space, uh, on a basketball court and move and like where the ball is and then be able to find space on the ice in a hockey game or find space on a lacrosse field. Mm -hmm. Like those things, that's like something that like the the awareness of where the ball is where the like the right. lines on the field are wh- like that kind right. of thing and and it's also awareness in ter- like again loaded cuz you can go what's
1: awareness awareness to his angles right mm-hmm. like what you're like awareness on the court like you know a good defensive player in football has a nose for the football, has angles to get to the
0: football, and can bring the football down to the ground. Like Tackle. A, a boxer is literally like you're finding where your right. opponent continuously keeps throwing and you're finding the angle that like finds that knockout shot across the chin. Exactly right. So
1: your awareness and and that can be with, you know, with with the understanding of of how to use their athleticism. Man, the third, um, you know. And again, I'm just I'm going off of the experiences I've had at different spots is um, there's an emotional understanding
0: Hmm.
1: like you're you can understand how to um, keep your emotions in check. And more specifically, um, seeing people's maturation through that, where you know maybe they're a little bit more hot-headed or um not understand how to keep their emotions in check but as they become more confident in what they're doing they're able to keep those emotions in check sure, because sure. i mean think about it like <clears throat> like i mean lebron james is an easy target because he's he's so successful for such a sustained amount of time mm-hmm. like do you ever really see him in a post-game interview on the court um, with his teammates, anything we see, you know, and, and obviously, I mean, he's had shows, so we see a lot of different aspects of his life. Do we ever see where he's not emotionally in check? Right. You know what I mean? So yeah, like never, like, never, he, he never, never too like high. Loses it. Yeah, never right. too right. high, never too low. Right. And, yeah. and I would say But he
2: still shows emotion. There's, yeah.
1: there's totally he's emotion just able because to control it. In sports, you have like, I mean, most sports you have to have a huge emotional investment right. to be good. Right. That's like
0: at the high school, we call it being a thermostat and not a thermometer. Like you're not just feeling like what the emotion is around you. You're essentially like making it what it needs to be because That's, you'll see LeBron James like he will lose it on his teammates sometimes mad. because yeah. he'll see yes. that they're not they're not having the emotional or mental right. connection that they need to have. And it's completely controlled, right. right? He can control that.
1: So I I think you know three so far. So he's you know, um, you know, kind of being that alpha, you know, person on your team. Uh, the awareness. And then, um, you know, keeping your emotions in check. I mean, obviously, I would say, you know, most people that are really good have some, there's explosiveness to them. Yeah. Right? Like, there's a speed, there's an ability to turn on the switch on and off. Um, and, you know, some of that could go with awareness, too, because I do think um, there's a truth to sports speed, mm-hmm. um, um, where I've coached, I've coached a lot of, you know, I'm just use the male athletes. Guys that have legit been fast, and I think, you know, being around all the different high schools, I've been around. Everyone like wants to say they run four three four four. <laughs> like, I don't think people realize like how fast that is. Really, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Um. See, I've been fortunate.
2: In, I didn't grow up in sports that that tested. Right. You know,
1: and well, I've been fortunate to be around, and it's like, it's a, it's different. Yeah. It looks different most of the time. It's smooth. However, if you can't play like repetitively at that speed um, in the game and and have your awareness and keep your emotions in check, you're not that good. I've coached yeah, those guys. Yeah. yeah. Um, if you're somebody who um, can play at that speed a uh, repetitive amount of time with yeah. stamina, you're pretty good. Now, there's people that <clears throat> I've coached that are four, six guys that, you know, m- or, 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 or even four, sevens, whatever, but... They they have such an awareness of the game. Now, obviously, they've they have some twitch to them, but their technique the, and 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 their awareness of the game makes them appear way faster and more explosive than yeah. they actually are. Yeah, that's um, what I
0: was gonna say. I think we've actually talked about on the podcast before that, like with the NFL Combine, the forty yard test. was... we go was- again. I know, right? The forty-yard <laughs> test, as a lot what? of times, like it's not actually like flat out. They just want to get the fast guy. A lot of times, if you compare the forty-yard dash time to a guy's game film, like say there's a safety, okay, you're going and where they, I'm going to go, go next. They so. go, they go four four on the forty-yard dash at the combine, right. but then they go. You watch the film, and it seems like you know five five out of seven plays. They get to the ball a little bit late, like they're not in the backfield or they're sure. not where they need right. to be at the right time. You're like, that's a, a realizing that that guy's connection with the mental part of the game is not maybe it's where you want it to be. Or lagging. And it, and it You can always be helped, see a guy, you always right. see a guy, though, that is like they go four, six, four, six, five, you know, as a defensive back. But they always
2: manage to be at the ball because yeah. they it's understand. Anticipation the right. the of what the game yeah. is going to get. Yeah. You know, so that's what like that at goes the yeah. high school, that awareness. Yeah. At the
0: high school I always talk to the kids like, yes, it's important to come in the weight room. But like you can be the strongest kid on the record board, but if you don't have the other components, yeah. So we talk about physical, psychological, mm-hmm. like can you handle the emotions of the game? Can you handle the referee throwing a flag right. or putting you in yeah. the penalty box? Yeah. Okay. Um tactical and then technical are the aspects that you like have to work on in order to be good at the game and like the tactical element is so underlooked like if you just know tactically what like a football player is gonna do or like if you're on this the field like in soccer mm-hmm. and you know the way that team like rotates their defense and does right. that stuff all the time, like you are so many steps ahead mentally of being able to automatically like make decisions that you look so much faster than maybe your measurable speed actually is.
2: Sure.
1: That makes sense. When they like what people need to realize is like the, these professional scouts at any sport, they have watched so much film, um, high school kids, college coaches. They've watched so much film on the majority of these kids. Yeah. Like, they watch their, you know their, their awareness, whatever sport it may be, right, hockey or football or basketball, male, female sports, whatever it is. They're watching the sport. They get to go see them in person. Scouts come to football games. Scouts go to, you know, they so they go see all that stuff. When you go to these combines, whether it's you know high school kids going to you know colleges for the camps or combines or the NFL combine, just like data, all it's doing is like it's solidifying what my belief is at this point. Right. Yeah. So I've watched so-and-so on film. They, they, you know, so if you're a fourth year senior and you've played since your freshman year and you're, you're true four year person. Yeah. Okay. Whatever sport it may be, there's arguably at least you're playing at least 12 games, right? If you're good, it could be 13 or 14. Yeah. So you have all those 50 odd, close to 50 games that you watched. Yeah. Right. That's a lot of work that you've seen a lot of film. Okay. Yep. They're not just watching the highlight film that's posted on Twitter. They're watching. All right, let me see. This is a running back. Let me see all the the plays that this, uh that this running backs in pass protection. What are they doing? Let me like, so they're, they're watching what's going on, right? Then they come to practice. They see you in live in practice. They're in mm-hmm. a game in real life. They see you. And then when they come to the combine, it's just like that guy's fast. Okay. I know he's fast. And he just ran a, Four five two. That's really fast. Yeah. It matches everything. So yeah. it's sometimes it's also about like, find, finding
0: a guy that's like off the radar that might absolutely. Then you've you have, might not have consumed as much film. Absolutely, as you
1: want. and then that's what you need to. That's why the combine is when it is, um, you know, usually end of February, early March, mm-hmm. right? Because then the 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 draft is you know sometime in the middle of April or whatever. Yeah, so sure. now you have an additional couple months for some of those guys that might have been at the combine and. You know, I know we're just talking football, but it is similar with other sports as well. Then you're going to um, then you're going to the other sports uh, or you're going to the other schools to watch their pro days at their school. So you may get those guys. So, you know, typically people's pro days are after the NFL combine. So then, you know, because obviously not everybody's invited to the combine, so you go to those schools after, and obviously there's guys in regions, and you're like, oh man, yeah. you know, I'm finding these people, but yeah. um, you know, it it goes back to you know finding that data, you know, c- to correlate it from our earlier talk, you know, you, you go see all the data, like all the, the 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 zephyrs and the catapults and stuff, and you see guys that work hard. Typically, the data shows guys that work hard on that are also the guys that you visually see with your sure. with your own eyes that work hard. You yeah, know, yeah. so a lot of times data and recruiting and scouting. And it's, it's just like, it's, it's giving you more factual
0: information of like what I already believe or what I've seen with my own eyes. Right. Yeah. You know, but that's interesting. I can't imagine being a scout for a sport like football is actually, I think kind of easy because you get such a limited amount of like film. Right. I can't imagine from like the hockey lacrosse world. Yeah. Those, those dudes that play like a regular season and then they play whatever junior season. And then, If you're like literally playing hockey around, you might have like in a single year, like 80 games of hockey.
2: Well, don't you think? Yeah, it kind of depends though, because yeah, there's like weird off season teams that you can play for, but for the most part, you're either playing, you know, like either high school or, or juniors, which is, you know, where a lot of the scouting gets done. And then in college, it, it kind of happens pretty early as a hockey player to get, you know, to get signed yeah. by a, you know, an NHL organization. So yeah. that's what I remember. It was wild. When- it's mostly when you're, when you're really young, that you're yeah. getting a lot of attention and then you're getting picked up. And most of the time, you know, if you're a standout, like juniors player, or if you're a standout high school player, you know, once you're in your like first or second year in college, you're most likely at that point, if you're going to go to the NHL out of college, you're probably already signed by like sophomore, junior year.
0: Yeah. That's what I remember. Like, m- uh, when Danny the Kaiser got uh, signed yeah. by the Red Wings, it was just like, literally, we were watching a Michigan State Western Michigan hockey yeah. game, and I just remember being like, "This guy, whoever this is, is different." And then like a week later, he yeah. was like, "Peace, I'm not even going to finish my season. Yeah. I'm just going to go play." Well, for Well, yes, Red Wings. The,
2: I mean Dylan Larkin did the same thing. Yeah. he was a sophomore. I think he was yeah. a sophomore on U of M. Just left. Played for. I think he played probably. I don't know, half a dozen games at <laughs> for the Griffins uh, for the Griffins. They got moved up yeah. to the NHL, so it's like you it's know, it's a weird world. Yeah, it's a little different, and but it's the there's same kind of like still, you know, like a very normal path for a lot of those players as well. But yeah, it's it's way different uh, in terms of like, there's not really combines, you know, like they there do is, it like an NHL. They combine, do,
0: but I don't feel like the the stats they pull off that like they don't. they it's don't.
2: not really that. Uh, it doesn't determine yeah. the direct, uh, you know, the direction of that player as much as yeah. say, like the NFL. Right. It is this. hard
0: though because like baseball and hockey are such specific skills sports. Like the ability to skate and shoot is much different than the ability to just run, jump. And yeah. like, this is getting us people. into our, yeah. into our eventually. conversation. A lot. But like you, we were getting into, so like you gave us about four different qualities right. there. Did you have anything else? No, I mean, those are the main ones. I mean, obviously like the intangible things are really more to what it. makes the difference. I, the, yes. the,
1: in, the intangible ones are, because here's the way you look at it. Like if you get to a, like a division one college, like you're a pretty good athlete. You're pretty right. good at that sport. Right. And then you go to, again, regardless of sport, to keep moving on to that next level, like usually you're able to move on to those next levels. Like there's freaks that there's there, they're farther and fewer in between than I think everybody out there realizes. Yeah. That are just like regular fans. Like when you're in it on a regular basis, like the separation is the intangibles. Mm-hmm. The yeah. separation. And I is, think like
2: that's in any sport.
1: Any sport. Yeah. Any any <clears throat> athlete, like you know, whether it's like you know crossfit or football like there's there's you know i don't know the right way to say it like your 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 screws are loose a little bit because there is such like you're so enamored with with competition with being really good um and and, the
2: dedication to your craft is is kind of huge
1: it's unmatched yeah Mm -hmm. and and it's and it's so much more sometimes you know the the biggest separation is a lot of times the the mental aspect and you know, the ability to time manage, to do all that stuff. And, um you know, I've been fortunate to be around a lot of those people to, to see it. And when, you, when you're when you around them, as, as you know, you guys are, you know, at, at you know, the, the good uh, the good players in high school and, you know, at 8th Day, I mean, those people inspire you as well Yeah, when, when they do it. Like, you want to be better when you're, oh, man, so-and-so's around. Okay, I got to make sure today's a good day or yeah. I want to sure. coach better, whatever, sure. you know,
0: so – um that's what i do when i leave your house you get excited i'm pumped and i'm a better coach the next day i appreciate that i get excited when you guys come over every time that we're here dude i'm not joking i love it there's not many people that get me like excited yeah Yeah. like being around rick court i appreciate that so okay now do we just like do we just like throw it dive in okay so backstory here this was like six years ago for my brother's birthday.
2: We went to a. a Are you asking me a question now. No, no, no I'm telling. This is a, this this is a story, story that we, you. we lived through. Okay, yeah, together. Yeah, and it's, so we talk about it like six times yeah, a year.
0: Yeah, we went to a Griffin's game for my brother's birthday, and at the Griffin's game, Ryan and I had a couple of sodas, and
2: pops, Verner's <laughs> <laughs>
0: soda pops. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> some Verner's <laughs> like. Only probably twelve each, and uh, at some <laughs> point we got into the argument about who which sport is a better oh, wow. athlete, hockey or football.
2: Wow! And so now, that's what <laughs> before you answer and before we start getting down this path, yeah, we need the, to <laughs> define what we mean by athlete and what we mean by football and hockey player because we're gonna take the average of both sports. So am I
1: solving this issue? Cause I don't know no, if you're not right.
2: solving, I'm gonna No, you're not solving you're just gonna give your two cents. I love it. Now, we, you we, have, we, no we to have an answer. I just
0: thought you would be a good person because you spent so much time training both groups.
2: Yep. Yep, so think of it as you're taking you know, all of the football players on a team and you're averaging them into one athlete. So you're taking all of the linemen. And then all of the other positions, because I don't really know football that well. (laughs) And then you're taking defense and forwards. I think I can answer
1: this pretty good. Okay, here we go. Okay, so I'm I'm going to start off by saying this. I'm excited. Most hockey players that I know, now most, so I I don't know, if you want to call that 25 out of 30, 27 out of 30 as most, they're not very good athletes when they take their skates off. Really, in my in my opinion, interesting. Now, did I say they can't hit a baseball? Sure. Um, did I didn't say they could golf or um, run or or you know they're they're both physical sports. Mm-hmm. So you know that's that, that's you know very comparable, different contact wise, but there's they're still sure they're violent sports. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's a given. But most of those guys when they take their skates off, like they're not as I'm not saying they're not athletes. They're not graceful when they run they're not graceful when they do agilities. Yep. Um they my experience with hockey players they love lifting. Their technique is not great, mm-hmm. but they go. So like it's kind of fun to see it, but you're like, "Okay, hold on. Yeah. We got to we got to clean this up." They're like there. your grind guys. Your they're going. Out. They're yeah. not going to miss
0: lifts. They they're like not going to let I'm anybody not worried about work their at reps, them. them. Yeah. Like
1: they like four sets of 10, two sets of 6, this and this like they're rolling. Right. Um like so like, there's a lot of those things that that I think makes them really good, but a lot of a lot of, they're they're not graceful when they're off skates. Sure. Um, and anybody who's really, you know, obviously grown up in Detroit, my son plays hockey. I wanted to but didn't skate on the ponds when you and then coached it, got on the ice and actually like skated those guys through agility and, and embarrassed stuff,
0: yourself a little bit.
1: Was not very good, but <laughs> was able to coach it better. Um, when when you go really watch that. It's really impressive. Yeah. I mean, when you like last year, uh, we went to uh, Bowling Green uh, was at home versus Miami of Ohio and we were like six rows up and, and, you know, they call it the little barn there in BG. It's a a little tin roof. It is impressive to watch those guys skate. I mean, Mm -hmm. it is. It's crazy. Like it's fast and everything like that. So it's graceful in that essence when they take him off. No football. I'd have to say, just in terms of like the majority of players, they're probably overall better athletes. Hmm. I think you could probably take a few more football players um, and make them into hockey players. Now, I'm looking at that in terms of numbers, right? Because you got sure.
0: 105
1: football players, you got 30 odd hockey players. Yeah. I think yeah, it was yeah. about 20 to 30. The pool three.
0: So is just bigger.
1: The pool's different. So you could probably find, you know, like, you know, Per capita, probably a couple more football players that mm. could get than you could
0: could yeah. with hockey players. Now, the but... hard thing about this, though, is like your definition of what was at- the fight with you guys. The, the definition of I mean, athlete yeah. is really the who. sticking point because I always I will always say first of all I love hockey. Yeah, and I love football. That's awesome. Okay, yeah. yeah, they're both but awesome. But my argument is always like I consider athleticism to be the in- ability to run fast, jump high lift weights, throw things, do that kind football. of stuff Th- then football would be the That's answer wh- without much but, debate. right
2: and I yeah and I don't think I if I remember correctly from That's that a great night, definition I don't think I disagreed with yeah. those points
0: So what but I, I think I had
2: counterpoints as well So
0: I think hockey players, are much better about the ability to go do anything and be like effective at it. Like you can go have a, a hockey player go shoot a basketball, well, probably that's... be okay. Go so, like you said, hit see, a golf ball. I think my argument was I more like around
2: the specific skills of what hockey. So I just sat yeah. up on the
0: couch so you knew I was going to. Yeah, here here we go. What?
2: So so hockey <laughs> warrants, and this is really like, it's it's kind of unique to hockey, but it's also unique to lacrosse as well. Um, weirdly enough, two sports that I played, but there are. There are more, I think, skills that are warranted from every player on a hockey team than a, than there are from players on a football team.
0: What do you mean, like? Th- so like there are... every
2: single hockey player and every single lacrosse player has to be extremely proficient using hand-eye coordination, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, using yeah. agility. Absolutely. Stop. Start very quickly. Being aware of their surroundings. Mm-hmm. Not every football player has to be in that mindset and with that set of skills in order to be a good football player. How about, a select few have to be, mm-hmm. absolutely. But for the uh, majority, like the elite they most definitely do not have to.
1: This is a hell of a conversation. How about this? I, my opinion, I think more hockey players, out. so you have same school, high school, college, Yeah. hockey team, football team. You would, in my opinion, have way more hockey players inclined to go try and play football as hard as they could than you would have football players go try to play hockey. Oh, I yeah, can see absolutely. That
0: too. Yeah. Yeah. But the, the I think the deterring factor Without there is even, that I understand hockey the skating, is but. hockey and baseball is the same way. That the skill set is so specific to that specific thing. Right. Like the yeah, ability totally. to skate, same with lacrosse. skate and same shoot with lacrosse. Yep. doesn't transfer to almost anything else other well, than the hand-eye coordination and the things that
2: go with it. well, and the like, the the agility and awareness. Well, aspects yeah, but of it's it. still
0: like agility on skates is very different than agility running on flat ground.
2: Mm, I would say agility on skates translates very well to agility on a lacrosse field, oh. which is Ooh. just you basic come look running.
0: At some high school athletes, yeah, I don't don't know high school
2: athletes are different than professional athletes, which is we're talking about the best I, athlete that we can create. I think that,
1: anything on ice,
2: I don't think we can even close to correlating. Yeah, that's all what of, I'm saying. Ice is that. just so yeah. It's, can can it's it's we one correlate of those it to getting that... stamina and, yeah. and,
1: and and you know muscular endurance. Yeah. I think the one thing that obviously we all know separate hockey and that, with the pandemic with my son playing is like we all know this. If you don't start skating young to play. Yep, totally you're not you, you're not gonna go that's what i to yeah, yeah, make yeah, the yeah. high school that's school what really. i was
2: gonna get with is it's a skill that's learned from a very young age yeah. um and has to be has to, it right. doesn't have yeah. to be for, but for the majority of it you have to start skating young right. in order yeah. to be proficient enough to play you, at a high level see i
0: think of athleticism though as being a general ultra broad category whereas like there's sports skills sure and then there's athleticism which is things that carry over because if you can do a pro agility shuttle really fast yep. on a football field. You can do it really fast on a tennis court.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I, mean, I, I would agree. I think I mean if if we really well, want but like but also tennis You know, this is where we get into the like niche aspect of each sport. You're reacting to a ball, so your reaction to a moving object has to be really good in order for your agility to be able to keep up.
0: I have a great example, though. I have a kid that just signed (laughs) to play football at Western Michigan this year. Yeah, didn't play tennis as a kid. Started playing in high school and was like doubles one for Granville. Really, and was a defensive lineman. He weighs 200, almost 300 pounds. And it was a, a phenomenal tennis player. Yeah. That's interesting. So that's what like that's po- athleticism. Yeah. yeah. That is just like, I'm just talking about the general athletic abilities that translate to moving, running, jumping, sure. throwing things like the power generated by the body. Whereas like hitting a baseball, you can be a slob that can barely run look and at, smoke a look baseball. Look at the MLB. John yeah. Cruck. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's such a specific yeah, skill. Totally. So that's right. skill in itself is not athleticism. Um, I, I like what you're saying with this.
2: Yeah, I think you can get Run, into that unit like skill yeah, that, and athleticism because I think, you know, in order to be a skillful, in order to be a skilled hockey player, you have to be athletic.
0: Right. Yes. And like the athleticism boosts those skills. It's, yeah. The athleticism is the engine for the rest of that sure, stuff. Sure. So like if you are faster off the ice, with whatever you're working in your strength and conditioning, yeah, yeah. then you become better at running and stopping, yep. and like your shot has more power. But like, you can be really strong and your shot is weak if you have no
2: idea what you're doing. Sure, I think the other part of the argument that uh, that is, I guess, worth touching base on is that on a football field, the spectrum of athletes on that field is so broad. Oh,
0: it's insane. Yeah.
2: So it's hard to yeah. say, you know. Football is more athletic than hockey. When in reality, yeah, yeah. like we're thinking of probably specific athletes on that football field yeah. and the positions of those athletes. Yeah. That I'm playing. mostly trying
0: to think of like if I'm looking at my kids at the high school, the kids that play high that play hockey and play football yeah. that are the same size. Yeah, yeah, are the same height and same like, weight.
2: Si- you know, as similar of of positions yeah. as you could right. get. Yeah.
0: And that's what my lens yeah. that I'm looking at, th- at it through is because, um, a, you know, a lot more of my football kids do the athletic things. Like they lift a Better. ton and yep. they're doing those kinds of things. Yep. They, uh, you know, they're they're just training to be more athletic. Whereas my hockey k- kids, like, they come and they lift and they do that stuff, but they spend yeah. so much more time on the ice than they do yep. working. And that's on. that
2: niche aspect. It of is, it.
0: and it's that's what it's hard. Like with the baseball kids, baseball is a weird world because in baseball, there's so many kids that think that they need to go see a private hitting and throwing coach, and that's when how all they're going they to add the miles and... per hour. That's like right. how they're going to add to their exit velocity. Right. But most of the time they're shining the hubcaps on like a Toyota Corolla instead of building like a Ferrari engine. You
2: <laughs> sure. know what I mean?
1: Because sure. well, again, everyone everyone looks for the easy way of how they're going to get ahead instead of like the hard way that works.
0: Yeah, strength right. and conditioning. Yeah. It's not go fun strength, to train. say that you need to go do. Right. Like you have to get like 300 strength and conditioning sessions to build the 90 mile per right. hour go, fastball that you
1: want to throw. Go strength train. Yeah. Um. You know, put the ball in the tee. And, uh, you know, take 100 swings off the tee and then, you know, get your buddy to soft toss to you and take another couple hundred. Yeah. Like, because like for me growing up, like I was fortunate, there was a ton of really good athletes in my area. I mean, a lot of my friends played with me uh, in college. Um, We played summer ball together. They were three sport uh, athletes. They played like for me growing up, majority of everybody played football. Then you played basketball. You played hockey then most people played baseball. Yeah. Um, and, you know, so for me, I think, you know, if you can play, if you can play at a high level in high school, three sports, you're a pretty good athlete. Yeah. So totally. there's a definition there. Um, and, and hockey, obviously, growing up in Detroit, a lot of kids played hockey. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that was a deal. But when we did all that stuff, like, man, then we lifted on top of that and we ran around. I know we were talking about some of that stuff earlier, but like, I think we're you said it right. We're just we're trying to um, I'm not talking about specializing all that. I'm not getting into all that topic, but you try to do one skill really good. And like the most well-rounded athletes and better baseball players or football players, they have a whole bunch of really good skills that mm-hmm. they can sure. that
0: they can shine. Yeah. With. So and that's what I will forever concede. Yeah. Hockey players. Like if if we're taking a football player and a hockey player and we're teaching them both a new skill. Like the ability to throw a dart. None sure. of them, neither of them, have <laughs> ever thrown a dart. Sure. I bet that hockey player is better at throwing the dart than the football player. Uh, first, pu- I'll first say time.
1: I'll say one thing. Like, I, you're gonna, you're gonna get some pretty tough competitors, and so some of it might not look good with the dart, but you're gonna have a couple people that are pretty darn yeah
0: yeah
2: tough with trying to yeah yeah. Beat and each it doesn't other. have to be graceful to be good. Yeah.
0: No. Right. But like, like I'm saying, like the fine motor skills of the hand-eye yeah. coordination, like that kind of stuff, hockey players will always be better at. But I think just because of the amount of time that is allotted to the skill development, True. the athleticism doesn't end up being as freakish as, like, football players <laughs> end yeah. up being.
2: and... I guess that that kind of wraps and kind of closes the conversation for now because we could continue going on for yeah. this on what you determine athletics athleticism to be. Yeah. Because do you, do you include all of those fine motor skills yeah. that pertain to the sport that we're talking about? Like, what, or crof- do you just CrossFit, like the athleticism
0: as those like 10 factors, right? Yeah. yeah. So that would be an interesting thing. Like with all, all of the things playing. And of course it also again matters between like, Position and football yep. and that kind of stuff. Yeah. So yeah. So
2: here's here's a, a follow up question, and we can we'll have the same argument in a year from now on another <laughs> podcast, I'm sure. But um, right down here again, can't we'll wait to be in a today. damn
0: nursing home. Who's like, <laughs> better? Football, football, players, football players are better, even though their Basketball. brains are all broken.
2: Yeah. What if you were to pick <laughs> a single sport? Any sport to choose the best athlete mm. out of to hand pick out of any sport what would like it be person mm. for
0: person athlete like for athlete to be able to they you take picking an athlete that could go and do you, any sport yeah, after I'd that yeah i'd say football yeah. mm, or baseball
2: i was going to say rugby mm. you don't think i, I don't, don't have as well, much experience to i just, to feel, comment like, on I just rugby. feel like
0: i just feel like i've been around it uh i just feel like baseball players have like the combination of the extreme athleticism with the extreme skill development.
2: I don't see if th- extreme athleticism on a baseball field. If, almost. Ever. I don't know if all baseball players who, have who like is a extreme extremely toughness athletic. To do that. In the terms that we were just describing on a baseball field.
0: Mm, John Carlos Stanton. Uh, I mean. Oh, there's, there's a lot a of million. So I'm
2: not saying that they're what, like, not there, they're, but I'm just yeah. saying the majority of baseball players are very specific in their one skill that they do. Well, there's hitters, there's pitchers, there's catchers, there's fielders. Let's, field let's and go, and go to this fielders. right. Let's go to this.
1: You and again, there's there's not a ton, but very rarely have you seen or heard this baseball player A is thinking about going to play in the NFL. Yeah. However. You hear a lot, around this room, this NFL yeah. player yeah. wants to go play baseball. Now, the, the again, like I would venture to say if you go around most, let's just use quarterbacks. I would say most quarterbacks are also some of the best baseball
2: players on the team. Yeah. Sure. That's
1: that's a general. Because that
2: skill is there, obviously. Yeah, yeah, it's
1: there, and I'm not saying that they're pitchers. I'm just saying like there's some skill. Good, there are with throwing a ball. Yeah. throwing all that goes. They're, now they're,
2: you yeah. put a ball in the hand of a defensive lineman, right? Like, I mean, how is that ball it, it going to be, be different? Thrown, I, I right? just,
1: I think, I think football, and I'm just going back to like there's a there's a hand to hand combat that's need. There's a toughness that's need. There's a mentality that's needed, and then there's a there's an explosive, uh, there's a strength. There's a conditioning, there's a stamina. Like in and rugby would be right up in that. there too. I just I don't yeah. have enough I don't I have a I just rugby is always so a sport that I feel like I
0: eh, kinda on. I like the sport of rugby, but I, I feel like the pool of athletes is so small that
2: it's hard to know. Really? Yeah, it's like, massive worldwide. It's it's like soccer. Like it's not that it's not that big here. Yeah, but like you look at some of the All Blacks on the New Zealand team. Yeah, I mean, they can throw a ball, they can yeah. catch a ball, they can sprint, oh, yeah. they can hit. Yeah, measurable athleticism. Anticipate.
0: Though a lot of times, like the best rugby players in the world are not as high as you think that they are because the pool of athletes is pretty small in comparison to football. You're saying in comparison to like mo- like this, the pool of athletes for soccer is massive. I yeah. bet the pool of athletes internationally for hockey is almost the same as rugby.
2: Yeah. I would would like the number of people in the world. I bet it's probably actually bigger.
0: Yeah. I think hockey might be bigger. That's what I'm saying is that the pool of athletes is so like so small. I I would love to hear the pool of athletes for football is actually pretty massive. Like one. Yeah. Well, there's because there's so many people on the team. um, I know it's not as international. Yeah. But like it's also hard. Like how much do you factor in like people that are just playing soccer to people that are like hardcore competing yeah as well. yeah, yeah. So you that's know what the United States is I would like outlier. to hear the
2: the input from somebody who has actually played a really high level of rugby yeah and also a really <clears throat> high level of football or baseball and to hear their input on like you know between those two sports that they have f- actually played mm-hmm. who they think yeah you know rugby is uh, you know.
0: great because it has Almost all of those things that we're looking for:
2: running, throwing, catching, like literally, right. like everything.
0: Endurance, more, more endurance. Than football
2: definitely. Um, um, I would love to hear Johnny Rugby's I feel know, like input. The on... wide
0: open, like hand-eye coordination, is not as much. Like, like tracking down a baseball, tracking down, tracking down a hockey ball. puck from a long yeah. distance. Yeah, because you'll you get the occasional like you know long punt. I'll, style I'll tell you one ball, but...
1: one thing I experienced when coaching in college: you have different times of the year where uh, you know, you have a you know day that you don't condition, and you go uh, you go play basketball as a team. You play dodgeball. You play Air Force football. Yeah, you're obviously you see him play football. Like, I mean, there are some sick athletes. Oh yeah, and like and 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 the thing is too with football is there may be some sick athletes that are walk ons or kids that don't even get a lot of playing time because um, you know they have a great skill set. There's they might not be the most physical or be able to do something to specifically on the football field, but they go play basketball or right. Airfo- you're like, Whoa, I mean, you know, I'm mean, I always, I always used to, I always used to say like, you know, if what, like just go play basketball for condition all the time. Like yeah. it's the one sport that's like really fun to practice. Yeah. There's not a lot of whole yeah. other bunch of sports like that are like football. It's really right hard away. to practice every yeah.
2: day in high school or college. I guess we're kind of forgetting about you the know, track and field sports too. Not forgetting, but, like, I think it's just yeah. different when I you didn't say athletic. Know, I didn't know the sport of decathlon at all. Yeah, Joel until will feel I,
0: disrespected if he yeah, listens to and, this. Until no, I actually,
2: correct. you know, started yeah. my role no, That thing. is definitely a great... Uh, so if you uh, look at that and you look at those 10 events, they're testing everything. Well, yeah, well, but again, the pool
0: is super, super small on that, too, true. so uh, that's true. hard. I, I
2: think the one
1: thing, though, like, going back, the way I'm looking at it, like, I mean... The, Again, like you said, no disrespect, the Catholics and track athletes and, and sprinters, jumpers, throwers, like it's, they're freaks. I mean, oh, yeah. I've, I've seen them, you know, yeah, totally. I was at Mississippi State when we hosted the SEC championships and I was out there in between. I mean, it was awesome. Yeah. So, but I, the way I'm looking at this is in terms of like throwing, jumping, strength, and then like. Specific skills yeah. of sport, kind of like we're so talking about. So, if you about, remove too, the
2: skills and you just l- look at athleticism, I don't <laughs> know how I don't know how you could argue that the number one decathlete wouldn't be yeah the the most all around well, athlete. Yeah, like, it's hard
0: to know though because you can't. Right? We don't have like a lot of football players or hockey players just going to do decathlon. Sure. Like if that pool of athletes was bigger we might have a better idea of yeah. what the transfer from those sports ends up and being i would t- also
2: like to see like you know frazier put up head mm-hmm. to head with whoever the right. top decathlete is yeah i mean if you yeah. if you, in, in, you, you know, take if you take up type of
1: sports like, skills specifically i mean like you know the, the people that do the you know different i mean obviously crossfit would have to completely come up to the top. Yeah, with totally. Strength and you go watch it and like
2: well, it's it's a little a bit of everything. I mean, it's everything. Right? I mean, it's and and testing. Testing. Yeah. I
1: I have a hard my biggest thing with sports and athleticism and being an athlete is the first thing that comes to me is like is mentality. Like like you you've got to be a mental like so invested mentally in all that stuff sure. like that's the first thing I would think about. Is like, what's who's the greatest athlete to me? Like the like if you were saying, hey, write it down. The first thing I would say, they they have like they are callous, they're tough, and their mindset is like so competitive. Yeah. One. All right. Yeah. Now let's go to jumping, throwing. Yeah. This skill, that skill. So who is
2: the athlete that sticks out as soon as we say this? Right, the best athlete that you know of ever like who that do you we, think of
0: with mentality and physical like who, ability? yeah
2: who's the name that comes to mind
1: like for for me that i've coached no, oh, no just no. period in oh in just general. in general in all of sport i mean I, I i can't see how i obviously i've never met this person i can't see how you wouldn't say bo jackson's maybe not mm, the best athlete yeah. we've ever been around
0: you know i think is like, another one that we know or seen I more say. a little bit in this area is calvin johnson as far as like being tall, like the body, right? Yeah, run fast, jump <clears throat> high, right. fine motor skills, and was just like an ultimate competitor. How right. could you
2: argue like Michael Jordan? You
0: Michael Jordan is definitely right. Like he's yeah, right. No, yeah like like that's you the other
2: one that like after watching like The his, Last Dance, his, his like mindset, his mindset, and his mental no doubt capacity for athletic like or for just sport in general was just so far beyond anybody well, not, at
1: that, that time. I mean, you talk and you know. Kobe Bryant, obviously, the anniversary of that uh, tragedy happening, but you you look at those guys like again, like and I've been around this and the good and the bad, like these high achievers, people can't be in the same room with those guys, right? Right. Like you, like like some of those athletes that are so on a different level,
2: like they're just different.
1: They're just they're
2: and it's hard they're to different. Measure them. That's why yeah. you know yeah. I've
1: been around like you know. Well, this coach is this, and this player is this. Their their ability to understand what greatness and excellence is yeah. is not even in the same ballpark of what right. you think. And
2: then also the and you're their, not willing what they're yeah exactly what they're willing to do to reach that greatness right. is, is so far beyond the average. They, they can't that comprehend. Yeah, yeah.
1: And that, that's the one thing like being in athletics. Like I've always said, the average fan they watch college game day and they think that's college football. Yeah. They don't see what happens from when the time college game day ends at 12 until the next college game day starts at 9. They don't see like what goes on on a daily basis. Yeah. Yeah. Like what
0: happens in like the meeting room, what happens in the weight room, practice what in the weight practice. room, they got to yeah. go to class, what happens kids at the make training mistakes. table like Like the yeah. I mean
1: the good, the bad, the ugly, the indifferent, like people don't see that stuff. Right the same as with elite athletes like they don't see what those guys do girls do people do in between like events yeah like the yep. the sacrifices the, the struggles yeah the preparation and like you know like like obviously there's a lot of confidence some of those you know some of those athletes i'm sure have days of doubt you okay, know what yeah, i mean totally. and they that's why that's why there's coaches that's why there's workout partners that's why there's teammates Mm -hmm, you know and um you know and and things like that and that you know that's why sometimes too you know you you look at you know we talk about the we're starting off you know talking about the the whoop bands and stuff and you know getting in our own heads with data but like i mean michael jordan had you know the, the one of the greatest games of all time right in the playoffs when he had the flu yeah and all that kind of stuff you know like like it's it's it,
2: most definitely a mentality if, at them. If
1: you were right, like you, you can't sustain that day in and day out. Right. But if if it was like, well, you know, you know, Ryan, tell you the data shows like you're a little sick and you're you know, your score was fifty percent and like you know, sometimes that stuff is not like you gotta know when to utilize that yeah. stuff. You don't wanna bring that stuff up.
2: That's that different the, the gear, gear that day these are, guys have. Yeah. Or and, and ladies have.
1: You know, and some of those guys I, I would venture to say a lot of those guys they don't even like the data's there. There's your elite and they can utilize it. There's your, your people at the bottom. Um, I'm not saying that negatively, but like the data can help them kind of get up into the pack. Sure. And then the pack can utilize some of that. But I mean, some of that sometimes you don't want it to be, uh, you know, to be a detriment. And I kind of got off there a little bit, but kind of bringing it, bringing it back to like the, the, the mentality of what you go about your business with is like, a number one and i yeah, would it's say the biggest separator of all the stuff we just talked about best athlete hockey football rugby track thrower jumper baseball the one common denominator with all those people is going to be the, the best of the best it's going to be their their mindset yeah and their their like attention to obsession to be the best absolutely sure. yeah.
2: yeah totally i agree Dude. man
0: that's what I mean. I'm
2: glad we didn't get into an argument. It was more of a discussion because yeah. it was a little bit more enjoyable than, you know. <laughs> it's when, great dis- to it's kill great kill discussion
0: though, like
1: especially <laughs> when there's different points of view. And
2: yeah. it's one that can, ne- like a it can never really be Love settled. Being mediator. Yeah. So, never been that. Yeah. yeah. It can, it's it's a fun conversation to have. It won't ever be
0: settled, but no. it's uh I'm glad that we waited. We're we're almost one full year of the podcast and it didn't come up a single time.
1: <laughs> which which
2: one? That, the the that, hockey, the hockey versus, the uh, ball argument. versus football argument.
1: Well, because we got a football player and a hockey player. Yes, now. sir. Yeah, yeah. And I'm the baseball player, so I should have said. <laughs> that's right. I should
2: have <laughs> said baseball. Yeah, yeah, I was baseball, the one that's sticking
0: up for baseball. Yeah. Jeez.
2: Well, if you've made it this far, this is a longer episode that we've had uh, in a couple weeks, actually. Yeah. But, but this is
0: going to be at one of our highest quality. Ugh. Might even have a little video footage if I didn't Ooh, jack shoot. that up. Oh, here we go. Um, we'll yeah. see. So
2: check I mean, it out on If You guys YouTube. have heard Rick before. You'll hear him again. We love coming here. Thank you again for having us over. No, having, I love it. Having dinner and uh, and drinks and stuff. Tell you got anything else to say?
0: Nah, Bourbon and Balance Boys, out. That's it for this week's episode. Once again, thank you for listening and supporting the show. And if you're getting value out of this content, please share it with other people who you think would get value out of it as well.